You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Hello, welcome to Over and Under. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Today is June 24th, 2022, and it is a Friday rambling, rambling Fridays. Wow. I don't know. Every time I think, can the world get any crazier, it just amps up to a new level. You know, Congress passed a law last night, supposedly. I do not know the particulars of the gun laws. And, you know, I feel for those families that lose their children in those mass shootings. But for Congress to pass another gun law against gun law-abiding citizens is not going to do anything. I'm glad they feel better. It's not going to do anything for those families who lost their children. And it is not going to do anything to deter future criminals from mass killings. These are sick individuals. And if they are not taken off the streets, if criminals are not dealt with by the uh, criminal justice system, and this is going to happen again, the word is out. The inmates are running the asylum. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the criminals are the good guys. They are the saints. The cops are bad. The students are in charge of the classroom. Unless the teacher wants to indoctrinate them into their sexual orientation, they get special credit. And it just seems like everything is opposite. We were talking about Gascon, who looks like he's going to be getting recalled. Gascon is the district attorney that we were talking about some weeks ago, who takes it that the criminal is actually the one that is the victim. And I don't know if he goes right out of his way to make the victim the criminal, but he does not care about the victim, has no problem whatsoever with anything that they're going to have to live with as a result of that criminal's actions, whether that be being maimed or a family having to live without a loved one. He is on the side of the criminal. That's why he was put there. And I think sometimes, and I do feel sorry for those people who live in places like L.A. and San Francisco, but you voted for that. You had to know where this was going. And if you didn't know where this was going with the kinds of policies that you're following, you really should not be voting. You are not mentally competent to cast a vote because if I can say, if I'm going to take George Gaston, or I think he calls himself Jorge, Gascon's side, I will say this, he did not do any false advertising. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. Matter of fact, if I was going to represent him in a court of law, that's exactly what I would do. I would make everybody aware, including the voters, you put him there to do exactly what he's doing, and now he's doing it, and then you want to recall him. And see, the problem is, is that these people are now being victimized by the very things that they're voting. It's a very leftist thing to vote in policies. And as long as you can't see them from where you live at, if you're Nancy Pelosi, you got gates around your house, or you're like a lot of members in Congress who live in gated communities, you're not going to have to deal with the fallout of these policies. So good. I mean, you passed another gun law, and it's going to go to people like Gascon and that other man in San Francisco, who was successfully recalled, by the way. And they're not going to prosecute 
So, or worse yet, they may start prosecuting gun law abiding citizens. What is it about people on the left that do not understand that phrase? Sometimes I feel the right and the left just talk past one another because these are obviously not gun law abiding citizens. The answer is not to take the guns away from the law-abiding citizen no more than it means go take away somebody's driving privileges or their vehicle when they are doing everything legal by law. You go after those people who are breaking the law concerning vehicles and automobiles, right? If they're doing something wrong, they're speeding or they're driving in a very reckless manner, they're driving drunk, that's who you go after. You don't continue to pass laws on law-abiding citizens. You just enforce those laws to get those people who are a danger to the public. You get them off the streets. You don't just keep on passing laws. You know, that is, that's how a criminal works, doesn't it? He ignores laws. He does what he wants to. It's not like he doesn't know your law. He doesn't care about your law. On the same day that Congress was passing more laws against gun owners, the Supreme Court voted to uphold the Second Amendment. Now, you wouldn't think that you'd have to go to the Supreme Court to have your constitutional rights respected or observed. Now, I believe it was Clarence Thomas that observed during arguments that, you know, nobody has to show probable cause to exercise any other rights that they have under the U.S. Constitution or the Bill of Rights. Why should they have to prove probable cause to carry a gun? And I'm, I, again, I haven't looked into all the particulars of the New York law that was found to be unconstitutional. But it seems like New York was trying to say that you can have a gun inside your home, but if you're going to have a concealed weapon out in New York City, you're going to have to show some type of probable cause to exercise that right. Now, I don't know how unsafe you are in your home in New York City. I don't know what the home invasion rate is, but I do know what makes a 6 o'clock news on New York City. Man, the subways are incredibly dangerous. The streets are incredibly dangerous. The very place that you need to have a weapon is on the streets of New York City. As I was saying before, the criminal does not care about the laws that you pass. He has a gun, so why would you not want law-abiding citizens to be armed you know they're passing all these laws against police officers it says they can't pursue dangerous criminals I mean they they have put so many restrictions around it most police won't even start to go down that path and if you call 911 good luck if anybody even shows up and if they do show up it's going to be hours after the event and they probably gonna ask you to go to your computer and file a report there I mean, the police are not the answer. I mean, they have absolutely stopped doing their job. I mean, has, did anybody pay any attention to that school shooting and Uvalde that just uh, happened? Those police officers just stood there and did nothing. You had one courageous mother that forced her way through those lines, got her child, and came back out. I was uh, reading some Twitters. One guy tweeted, he's a, he's a celebrity, I wish I could think of his name, but he was talking about those police officers at Uvalde, and he said that is a result of toxic masculinity. Now, I agree with probably 99.4% of what this gentleman usually says, 
But I tweeted back and I said, no, sir, that was nowhere near toxic masculinity. Matter of fact, I would say there was not one ounce of masculinity demonstrated there. So they didn't even get close to the level of toxic masculinity, which is a problem within and of itself. And if this is your first time joining with me on Rambling Fridays, this is what I do. I just ramble. I jump all over the place. I mean, my attention span is about two or three seconds. I jump all over the place. I usually do a uh, show earlier in the week where I really do try to calm myself down and focus on the topic that I'm trying to talk to you. But Fridays is, is very different, so I'm, I'm out to jump. I know I started on gun laws and gun control, but try to stay with me. I always refer to Rambling Fridays as a fishing and squirrel hunting event all at the same time. So I think... Uh, I think what under the umbrella of gun laws and how crazy this world is getting by the millisecond, that's going to be the topic of this day's Rambling Fridays. If you remember when that, that shooting took place in Uvalde, I was very apprehensive to say anything about the police officers because it takes time. I mean, when you're in the middle of fallout from one of these major events, there are so many people that are pushing their opinions, what they think people should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. I always take a deep breath and just step back and, and take it all in. So I know for at least two weeks after that shooting, I was asking the listener to please, please uh, hold your opinions, uh, pray for those people involved with it. But now more things are coming to light. I mean, it's inexcusable that they were there for almost an hour and people were still being murdered. Just no explanation for that. The training is, I mean, what's the mantra? I think it's run to the gun. And they didn't do that. So still pray for those families. That's a very, very difficult job. And police departments need to seriously think about the people that they are hiring. And even more important, the ones that they put in charge of those people. There's such a move to try to Make sure that the police officer is so woke, that he is so incredibly in tune with his community, that he plays basketball and he dances with the kids. You know, when I was growing up, that wasn't the job of the police officer. The job of the police officer was to enforce the law, to keep civil society safe. I just think they really made a detour when they left that and started the hug-a-thug programs. I remember the city that I live in, they started that crap, and in very short order, we had two young police officers. They were doing all the right stuff, man. They were playing basketballs with the kids. They were very involved in the community. And in that community, one of the members uh, shot both of them with their own gun. I think, just like I've told you, it's much better to be respected. And by all means, be respected and like, be a decent human being. But if you've got to pick between being respected and being light, you better go with respect all day long because there's always the possibility that they may like you. But if you're not respected, you're not liked either. So it's just uh, it's, it's a total loss. One thing else I'd like to draw to your attention concerning the Supreme Court's decision on your second right amendments, that was a 6-3. That was a 6-3 decision. That was one of those things you would have thought that would have been unanimous. Not surprisingly, it was the three liberal judges. Elections have consequences. When the people speak out and they put a president 
in place, such as Donald Trump, and yes, sir, Joe Biden too, he was elected, they have consequences. Had Joe Biden been elected or Hillary Clinton, it's a very good possibility your second right amendment would have been very much in danger. Now, then the question would have been, does the Supreme Court have the right to override Congress? Typically, if you're going to have something such as the uh, amendment for prohibition, it took an amendment to do away with alcohol manufacturing and sales within the United States. It took an amendment to put it back. I'm not too sure that if we had had a pact Supreme Court, which, you know, Biden is threatening to do every day. I would go ahead and say, if he's going to pack it, then I would probably be in the camp of just do away with it because you've you've absolutely made it nothing. You just wanted a rubber stamp body, which it was never meant to be. It was supposed to be a check against the executive and the legislative branches. If you're going to pack it, just save the money that it would take to pay those judges, all their benefits, just do away with it because it's nothing. It's it's whatever the majority says. We lose our constitutional republic, which secures the individual rights, and now we are a true democracy where mob rules. Matter of fact, you may not need a, le a legislative body or an executive over that. You just leave it to the people in the streets, and they will they will dish out some form of justice. But I think you will miss the day when we had a constitutional republic that guaranteed the rights of the citizen. You know, I think it would be a very, very good time to take a case to the Supreme Court or ask your legislators, get, to, get them to get off their lazy butts and start doing what they're supposed to be doing. There might need to be something added to the Bill of, Bill of Rights because um, evidently the wording is not clear enough for some people that there's there's enough there that is debatable that people have different understandings and words. Now, at a day and time when I don't even know if we can uh, tell what is is and we can't even define what a woman is. And I think we're up to 78 pronouns now, 78 pronouns and 57 genders. And they're being invented by the minute by the people who came along 15 minutes ago. If this is the first time you've ever join the podcast. If I ever make a mention of the people of 15 minutes ago, I believe it was, I first heard it from Matt Walsh. And if you didn't say it, I'm sorry, Matt, but I believe that's where I heard it. I can't take credit for it, but when I heard it, I understood the context in which it was used. And I think it's a very good reference for people who are coming up with these things that you, that mankind has never heard of. I mean, prefixes such as mix. I don't even know what that stands for. I don't even know if it's an abbreviation. People are pulling things out of thin air and making this stuff up as they go. And then they look at you like you're some type of bigot because you didn't get the memo. You know, I want everybody to think about something. Up until the people of 15 minutes ago, you were assigned a pronoun and you just, you just ran with it. It ain't like we haven't known that uh, we've got uh, a spectrum of males, everything from Rambo to Steve Urkel. We've known this. But, but just so we can have communication and understand each other, he's a male. He might not be the most masculine thing in the world, or he might be even effeminate. But just for communication purposes, can we not keep it to the male and female 
just for for nothing else, just for communication, because it makes it very difficult. I mean, how in the world do we talk about something such as gun legislation when we can't even identify what a woman is? So there's a lot more problems with social constructs and language than just that. But somebody better go and talk to their, their congressman and their senator, and maybe right now before we just have uh, a bunch of left, left-wing left nuts running the Supreme Court and they just do away with your second right amendments altogether, maybe we need to clarify that language. Maybe it needs to be more specific because, you know, the gun for a law-abiding citizen who would never infringe on anybody's rights and just wants to go about their day, just wants to go home safely to their family, wants to be able to protect their their kids why is it against the law that they would have a gun it is the great equalizer when somebody with overwhelming force whether that's physical or they're armed tries to take away your rights do you not have the right to respond or because i don't know you're a mother and you've got your kids and you weigh 120 pounds and this guy is 200 pounds and he wants to have his way with you, or worse yet, your kids, or just take what you got and, and, and hurt you in the process of doing that. Why would you not allow that person the right to defend themselves? It is absolutely perverted that you would not. When we're talking about these police officers who did not go in with that overwhelming force on this kid and stop that carnage. Why in the world, when you've got somebody that might be getting faced with their worst day, why would you not allow them a fighting chance? You know, I sit here and I talk about the people of the left. And, you know, they are growing, but they're diminishing in numbers, too. The Democratic Party has been shedding voters for a very, very long time. And it's just because they are moving away from traditional American values and they go to different levels by the second to the point to where you got people like Elon Musk and Bill Maher who are probably questioning themselves can I still be a part of this party can I still support now I, I really don't know what their party affiliation is I know Elon Musk said he voted Democrat up until just recently and now he's going to vote Republican. And more and more, incredibly, you're seeing Bill Maher criticizing the Democrats and the people of the left. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It was, it was probably starting back in uh, Ronald Reagan's days when he was a governor of California. Yeah, you probably cannot even imagine it, but it's truth that he was a Democratic governor of California. He leaves his party. And when he was famously asked of a very famous quote, why did he leave the Democratic Party? He left because his party had left him. That was his response. And now more and more people who I would probably be considered far left are finding there are new thresholds of silliness and un-Americanism and unconstitutionalism. So while there is still any voice or semblance of sanity left in this country, the Constitution may need some more wording. And that's only going to happen if Congress gets involved. I think it takes two-thirds of the, the House, and of course it has to go through the Senate. That's the only thing that frustrates the left.
They hate the U.S. Constitution. That's why they want to do away with it. That's why they want to do away with the electoral colleges. Why they want to pack the courts, because with all the the strides and advances they have made, it has been frustrating. And it's the it's only the U.S. Constitution that has got in their way. Why do you think they always use the word democracy? Our democracy, our democracy is being threatened. They want that word so ingrained in your head because democracy means the mob. It means that we don't have to understand laws. We don't have to observe laws. We don't have to observe justice. We can make it up and make it look however we want to. And democracy is the pitchfork and torch people. Those are those people who lynched black Americans in the 60s. During, during the time when we were supposed to be uh, getting civil rights, they, they didn't need the U.S. Constitution. It frustrated them. FDR voted down or would, would not uh, get behind the anti-lynching laws. Why? Come on, it was 1930. The Civil War was in 1865. The U.S. Constitution, people, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, very frustrating to Democrats and liberals. They have a whole different view of how they would want this country to be. Now, I must digress a little bit and say that I do have friends that are Democrats and they are on the left. They are not bad people. They are not bad people. And some of them are, are very dear people, people I, I love. But they are so misinformed. The way that they want to get to problems and, 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 and create solutions, they just add to it. And I'll give you an example. I mean, it's, it's might not, it might be apples and bananas. I don't know. But take like uh, when you go to the grocery store, you're getting your groceries and you get plastic and you got some crazy person says, hey, you're killing the world. The sea turtles are, are dying on all that plastic you're throwing in the ocean. I live 600 miles away from the ocean. But I always preferred paper bags anyway. As a bag boy, as a young kid, I preferred them as far as packing for the customer or plastic. And I just think they're better. But the reason we went to plastic is because the people on the left said we were killing the world. We were killing the rainforest. And so 20 years passes, and I don't know if the people who came up with these great ideas get dementia like Joe Biden, and they forget that they were telling you in order to save the world, you have to do away with the paper bags and, and, and grab hold of the plastic. And then the plastic is toxic. It, it's not biodegradable. You, you go along with them. I mean, geez, I mean, I don't want to get into a fight to get my groceries. So you go along with it. You get the plastic. And then, then they're berating you because... You uh, are using the plastic and not the paper. So they're, they're a very difficult group of people to understand. And most of the time that you're looking at problems with our society and our justice system, they created those problems. It's just like when I told you those people who hired those DAs in, in L.A. and San Francisco, Philadelphia, New York City, they created that problem, and now they're screaming. They're trying to recall them, and they should. But will they learn their lesson? I don't know. They just continue to double down on bad policy. So, again, if you're one of my friends who occupies that spectrum of the left, you've always shown me much grace and love. Uh, nothing has changed on my part either. But, man, 
we're going to have to get for real. We're going to have to leave uh, Never Never Land, Fairyland, or Makeup World, and we're going to have to come back to reality if together we're going to make anything. And I think I'm going to do a podcast because, you know, it dawned on me the other day, can we on the right and the left come together in a way that we can make this work? I'm not sure that we can, so that might be a future podcast. Do we have a civil war that could possibly happen? You know, there's a lot of stories of people who truly cared for one another, even family members that split it and divided during the civil war because there was just too much of a divide. You can't close that divide. You can't compromise. Is a black person a citizen? Is he a human being or is he not? There's no spectrum. There's no... There's no compromises of, well, we'll give him a little bit of this or a little. No, no, he's a human being. They couldn't come to consensus when they started the country. They couldn't come to a consensus when the war broke out in, I think it was 1861. And geez, up until 1960, we had to tell people, no, they are full citizens. They were telling you, we are full citizens. They were not going to be denied. And I'm just wondering how many of these issues that we're divided on between the right and the left are just like that. Think about abortion, for instance. You've got one group that's saying that is a person. You've got another group that's saying, no, that's a medical procedure. That's, that's, a, that's privacy. Can you bring those two points together? I don't think so. So, yeah, that... That would probably be a good podcast. Uh, maybe that's what I'll do when I get some time. If you notice, I didn't release my normal podcast earlier in the week where I don't jump around like a squirrel and up and down a tree and confused when he runs into the middle of the street, don't know which way to go. But yeah, I think that's going to probably be a future podcast. Are we headed for a civil war? Yeah, I can't even remember what I started talking about when I hit the record button. But it looks like we are coming up on 30 minutes. I've tried not to hold you too much, and I've always been very appreciative that you would even consider giving me 30 to 40 minutes of your any given day as busy as everybody is and all the crazy stuff that uh, you have to deal with. But uh, I will share this with you. This is an interesting story I came across, and it was about a Pakistani immigrant who dropped his 16-year-old son off at a Seattle hospital because he was having suicidal ideations. Now, the kid is a straight-A student, but he has problems. You know, the he won't make eye contact with you or has, has trouble making eye contact with people, and so he needs um, very formal instruction, you know, such as how long to brush his teeth, how long to bathe. He has a lot of social issues like a lot of people on the autism spectrum does. Uh, seemed to be normally oriented, at least sexually, was frustrated because he was having problems connecting with girls, telling them that he liked them. And you can only imagine how frustrating that might be for somebody on that spectrum. But he started having suicidal ideations shortly after the COVID lockdowns. And so that's when he started deviating from his normal baseline, at least according to his father. And so his father takes him to the hospital. And at first, the father, when he got the call from the hospital, thought that the hospital was confused with the patient because they kept referring to his son as, as his daughter. And that then he, they started telling him that they need, they need to be very supportive of him starting to transition into his gender. Yes, 
yes, that's what they told him. So it was getting to be rather contentious because in Washington State, believe it or not, a 13-year-old can make these decisions for himself. He can make decisions as far as admitting and treatment. Uh, the insurance companies that covers the family, are they do not even have to tell the parents that what they're being treated for. Matter of fact, they're forbidden by law to do so. So it, they really, I mean, they're taking custody, if you really think about it, of the child away from the parents. Well, they went and saw a lawyer, and the lawyer said, look, whatever you do, just uh, just agree. Just agree so you can get your son. And that's exactly what this very successful Pakistani immigrant, U.S. citizen now, did. He went ahead and he agreed that, you know, they would go ahead and start the transitioning. He got his kid, and as soon as he did, he quit his job, and he moved out of the state of Washington. Smart move. Smart move. Who in the hell would ever tell an autistic child that if he transitions, that'll fix everything? That that's the problem. That's insane. That's like crack. Uh, an autistic child will gravitate to just about anything uh, that somebody pumps into him. So as brilliant as this kid is when it comes to schoolwork, he would be very susceptible to authority figures and people feeding this stuff into his brain. Could you imagine the turmoil he would be in? He already, he already has a difficult time with trying to socialize and make his way within our society. What if he had to start at this transitioning, pumping all these hormones into him? So, yeah, that's another thing that uh, people might want to look into talking to their congressmen, because it's I don't think it's ever been challenged. I mean, most of my life, it's always been accepted that the parent has responsibility and authority over the child. But in Washington state, they got the responsibility to pay for the insurance. But after that, you turn 13 years old. And uh, you're making big world, big parent decisions, which is insane. Everybody has known adolescence and puberty is a crazy, crazy time. It is not a time to be making life-changing decisions. Look, if the right and the left did come to the agreement that it's not a very good thing for children to be driving cars or owning guns, it's not a good time to whack a pee-pee off either. It's, it's no time to take a perfectly healthy biologically functioning body and pumping hormones into that body that's insane i mean you put hormones in a body that are deficient of a certain type of hormone not when they're all at the right levels that they're supposed to that's got to be some type of malpractice and mark my words it is going to happen i think it already has happened i think a quick google search but i do not have the time to do that this morning but there's going to come a time when an adult is going to talk about being sterilized, going to be talking about not being able to reach orgasm, and he's going to go back and possibly sue parents. He'll be suing doctors because the Hippocratic Oath says, do no harm, and you've done harm to these people. At least you should have let them achieve the age of at least 18 and shown that they were mentally capable of making that decision for themselves. Back to what I was talking about, that Pakistani father and that family, that child had autism. Are you kidding me? What has happened to us people? We have lost our way. So 
you know, a lot of people get up every day and they've got responsibilities and they got to get to work. Both mom and dad are running out of the house, making it happen. Their kids get sent off to school. They take for granted that those teachers and that staff have their kids' best interest, but nobody's going to have a better interest in your child than you do. If they do, there's something really wrong. You know, you, you people who have jobs and responsibility, you don't have time to stand outside of people's houses and try to intimidate them to make a Supreme Court decision go the way that you think. You, you, you're just taking it like they do. You, you got your job, you know what you do, and you figure they know what they do. But evidently, there's a lot of people on the left that have that kind of time. Back to what I was talking about is, are we ever going to have a civil war? We'll have a civil war when the everyday common man who is fixated in reality, in real place, time, and event says he can no longer afford to go to work because of what is happening to his country and to his world. So I'll leave you with those words because I've got to get out of the door. I hope that... Uh, you can make something out of all these ramblings that just came out of my head. And uh, as I'm always going to do, I'm going to pray for your safety. Regardless if you're on the right and the left, I pray for God's hand to be on you, to give you wisdom, to act accordingly, to make good decisions for you and yours and for our society as a whole. But I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing, it has nothing to do with God's plan, God's will. If you're not into that, you don't believe in the man up in the sky, and that's all silliness to you, then I would try to appeal to whatever common sense that you might have. Take a look around. Does this look like sanity to you? Because it doesn't to me. So please be safe. Have a uh, really, really good weekend. Contact those senators and those congresspeople because if we continue to take our freedom and our constitutional republic for granted we're going to wake up one day people and we're not going to have it so take care i'm out like a scout bye